What's up, guys? We are back with another episode, and I've said this before, uh, 1,700 emails in my inbox every morning with, hey, Vince, I have a great guest for your podcast, and it's this person and this person and this person, and they're going to talk about you know, how to uh, you know, cleanse your colon and all like that, and it's going to be a great uh, 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 asset for your listeners. And I click delete on all of them. Um, and I've uh, made it to the second ranked fitness business podcast in the world with me yakking, walking around the streets of New Jersey into my phone with, with, with nothing more than the recorder app uh, on my cell phone. Like, so that's all you need to start a podcast is, a, is, a, is an iPhone. Um, but it's been getting lonely. And so I've brought in some of my friends and the friends are not selling you anything except their experience um, with world domination. And that's a very good uh, descriptor for my guest today. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm bringing on, this is a series where I'm bringing on uh, uh, several different members of the mastermind uh, that I run, the SPF mastermind. And um, I've been doing all these episodes. We're getting tons of feedback uh, about uh, the people that I'm interviewing and the guy that we got today is a very, very special guy. And, you know, some of the people I've worked with, you know, for a few years, three, four years, but this guy is a guy I've been around, you know, since he started way back when, I don't know, close to 10 years ago now. Um, but we have Mark Ennis from power strength systems, um, all the way out there in, in Michigan. And Mark is uh, a, a world dominator in the gym owner space. He's got an empire that he's going to talk about. And I'm very, very excited for him to share a whole bunch of stuff that he's got uh, today. So Mark, Ennis, welcome to the show. Thanks, Vince. Excited, really excited to be here and talk, get into this today. Awesome. Um, so Mark, uh, you, you are now the, uh, owner of a, a very, very large company. We'll talk about uh, how large it actually is, but there's four locations, uh, currently right now and, um, all over in the Grand Rapids area of, of Michigan. Um, but that's not, today is not where you started. And, uh, so let's take us back to, uh, the Mark Ennis of, mid 20s i think that's what how yeah. old you were yeah, yeah. you're in you're like early maybe early 20s Tail on, yeah first, yeah when i first started working with you and you had one so we'll just tell us like where the heck you started yeah. um and then you know you know take us up to where you are today yeah for sure the origin really i guess if i'm to set the scene it kind of goes back to to college you know i uh went to a local school here cornerstone university right across the street from my high school um, my father was a professor there. Um, I have a twin brother, Derek, who, I mean, we wanted to go play college football that fell through, went to Cornerstone, got really involved there. Um, and the hindsight is like, I'm really glad we did because I got involved with doing some stuff with athletes there. Um, but then I really started, I got the opportunity to coach high school football, my old high school, um, heading into our senior year, which then led me to run high school strength conditioning programs for them as a volunteer and did that for a few years. And really that allowed me to um, really start the gym because I had multiple internships, did all that kind of stuff. And thank goodness some of these places didn't even reply to my application. Um, 
which is a funny story down the road and how some of that comes full circle. But yeah. uh, I was just kind of like getting my Bastards. You know, get learning. <laughs> hey, yeah. I got stories about that, but it's great. But like getting my learn on it, so, so to speak, and just really diving into, you know, some of my early influences or in some influencers are to me and that turned to be mentors, um, but really following their path and um, had the opportunity to open the gym and have all those guys that I was training at the high school kind of follow me over. And that was kind of the start of it. But that was, I was 24 years old when I opened in 2011 um, in a really small kind of abandoned auto glass garage, about 1500 square feet. Um, it did not look pretty and we didn't really care about that too much. And um, to get trained a lot of high school football players and a lot of serious athletes at the time. Um, and then over the years, as that kind of took off, it was perfect timing. Our area really needed it. I'm really, that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to do it because again, my brother and I were very competitive and hard workers and we wanted to provide a place for that. Uh, or I wanted to provide a place for that for guys just that were just like us. Um, but yeah, I got that started, start to build a team and about four and a half years in actually about four years in, um, we get the opportunity to expand. Um, and so that was my goal. I, I just wanted to open one location and then grow to a bigger one. Um, but then within that time frame, that's when I first met at you, Vince, that actually, which I actually got a memory pop up on my Facebook the other day. We were in the first, my first CPPS certification I went to in December of 2012. I think it's the first time I met you in person. So it's actually earlier than I originally, originally thought. And then about a year and a half later, um, that's when Vince and I started doing some coaching together. Um, and he helped me do some one-on-one stuff back in 2014, even. So it was during that time frame. I remember talking in the parking lot of like, am I going to, I'm going to expand into this building. I'm going to do this renovation, do all this stuff, you know? Um, and that one fell through and then we waited another year, year and a half and finally expanded to expanded to a big facility, the 10,000 square foot facility, 15 months later, open number two. And about three years later, three and a half late, late years later in a pandemic, uh, open number three in this tail end or, or this right at the start of Jan in January, 21. So uh, we have three currently, we, our fourth Vince is on the way. We actually made our fourth, fourth is on the in, way. Right. Fourth is getting built uh, as we speak. They'll open. In, well, in, I, I count. Year, so. I count it. If it's, it's being built, it counts. <laughs> being built. It's uh, <laughs> and, and quite frankly, I've been talking to you. I mean, we've been talking a lot about it. So it's been it's yeah. been quite the process to do that. But um, so that's kind of the fast version of from an expansion standpoint. And through that time period of almost well, about 11 and a half years now, again, we started off very exclusive for athletes. Yeah. Added, added in adults kind of found our footing with that and now we offer basically all small group training for both athletes and adults everything's one to six um and then the athlete stuff we do some teams and stuff like that some different consulting items but really it's the um we narrow down our focus and kind of what we do best and disregard everything else to allow our coaches kind of really be the experts that they are and serve our community the best we can and, and we built a great model around it and to be able to expand and scale that model is kind of a different a little bit different topic but um that's the gist of it and now we have we've grown to 20 staff members um and i'm really just excited to kind of dive in more about that but that's kind of the that's kind of the quick five minute origin story so to speak of how we've gotten to this point today yeah I, it's a great story and I, i'm really interested because i think a lot of people struggle with this um, they have one location and you mentioned something briefly in there that like, oh, I didn't, wasn't sure if I was going to open up two locations or a one bigger location. I think people struggle with that. Like, should I go bigger? What I got, I got 2000 square feet. Should I go to 6,000 square feet or should I open a second one? Um, what were the, what were the things that were going through your mind, you know, in the decision to go from one 
location to two locations. Um, and, and, and why did you decide to do that? Yeah. One to two was very interesting because every stage is different and that's kind of really fun to talk about too, because you learn so much from these decision makes these decision-making items that pop up. Right. So the one to two was kind of a necessity. Like we thought we had, we were bursting. We have to go, we have to expand, we have to expand. And I think the number was because again, we worked on a building for six months, it fell through. And then it was another about 12 or 13 months before we actually moved. So it was about a year and a half before we actually had the move. Um, and we we're just, Oh, we're packed. We're packed. And I think we ended up growing by like 40% without adding any square footage that next year it was it changed the mindset of how we can optimize some things. And this is yeah. still when we were in 1500 square feet. Like, so we made it work. Um, it with how did, how did you there. grow that? How did you grow? If you, you went from bursting at the seams to growing another 40% at the time we were one, at the time we were one to six and we could just pack, pack some people in and add some more coaches. And it was, organized chaos would put it lightly um right. that's when we started to get into some more of adults in the mornings and normal more those non-afternoon the afternoon we just we just uh i mean we just covered those time slots and we made it very optimal and it was our first chance to optimize the schedule and really kind of get get in um kind of set the roots for that um going forward because that's so key especially as you grow and expand but it was kind of about a need like we were burst i mean it was bursting in the afternoon um, but it was a great, it was a great little model. It would, been, it would have been a great model for me and maybe again, one or two other, you know, even part-timers or maybe full-timers, but the guys I had at the time, truthfully, I wanted to build careers for them. Um, and I still have that mindset for my current team. And so really like I knew writing on the wall, like I couldn't do that for the guys I had. And I had so many of them at the time I wanted to kind of plan futures for. And so that was, that played a big part into it too. And I knew expanding would allow us to do that. I don't, and allow us to grow our adult program simultaneously because we are, we kind of commit that business in of serving two masters. Um, and now we refined it and we basically run two businesses under one roof, so to speak. They're the same, it's the same company, but it's kind of how we look at it internally. Um, but that going from one to two was more like physical space, but also building careers for the team. Um, and we kind of keep those two kind of key points as I make through as I use this to filter some other decisions now as we look to expand because um one was good but then literally 15 months later we went to number two that was a different kind of animal um because that was an existing facility we didn't have to do as much to that one but the the key point to that was well i had a pipeline i i once i made the decision to go there i hired four people the next week um because we had the pipeline which is so important which something that's still true to this day um of a very important thing from an internship pipeline our apprenticeship program all, all that. And so that's, that was going from one to two was a big deal. And we learned a lot through that process, but that was mainly because I had the bodies um, and it was area. It was a, and then it gets into more of company vision of, and, and mission, I should say of how do we help more people? How do we get on the other side of town? How do we kind of do that? And so that was kind of that decision from, you know, going from small to big and then going from one to two. Yeah. I want to stay on the pipeline thing. Cause I think that's a really, you've done that really, really well. Uh, probably better than anyone in the mastermind um, is building this pipeline. And it, in this day and age, when finding staff and recruiting and hiring is such an issue, um, you seem to be, you know, finding new people all the time, um, easier than most. Talk mm -hmm. about, let, I want you to take us back to the origin of the pipeline. Mm -hmm. Like, how did you get the pipeline started? 
And then how have you maintained the pipeline? And when I say pipeline, I'm talking about the pipeline for new staff members, interns, mm -hmm. and then eventually new hires. Um, talk about how you got the pipeline started and how you've been able to maintain it all these years. For sure. Early on, it was pretty, I mean, I needed the help and we couldn't really pay anybody type of thing. But quite frankly, I like, I love to coach coaches too. I love the process of not only the, not only training and being in the gym running sessions, but the process of just, you know, every aspect of business and teaching that and knowing how, how one, one factor in the ecosystem affects the other. So I'm just ingrained for that myself anyways. So um, it first started because I needed people. Um, I wanted it to be, have great people on the team, identify our values from the start. It was really like you're a power strength guy or you're not. Um, and so that was real key, but really we had a huge athlete program. So the kids that just loved hanging around the gym that kind of wanted to do this for a career, get the experience that was low hanging fruit. Um, I already knew them, spent time with them. So that was more of like, Hey, you want to kind of be around here, help out, do some internship stuff. Um, and then over the course of the years, we made a curriculum, refined the curriculum, refined the curriculum, and we still refine the curriculum to, you know, two or three times a year. Um, and so that curriculum now gives us kind of acts as our onboarding process as well. Um, but it's more of like, it's kind of like the fingers on the glove, like you talk about from marketing. We have the same thing from a recruiting pipeline now, where current athletes is one of them. Our internal network network is another finger on the glove where that's like just posting about it, asking members, you know, emailing about it. Um, a third one would be kind of like local, you know, the local schools, the relationships with local schools. Like we have a marketing calendar for our communication with different professors around the area that we built relationships with, um, different speaking and or events. So speaking in these classrooms, if we need to, um, different events. We just went to an internship expo last week at a local school. Um, and we got like 35 names written down and that was i can guarantee those more than anyone else there because we brought i was there myself personally um i brought one of my gms i brought my coo i brought my marketing manager and so we go out and force for these things we don't just add think like it's just another thing we know that's the one key to our success going forward um not only for the future but really just to serve our current existing facilities as well as everything comes back to our people so that's on the forefront of my list now, um, especially as we grow to expand. But uh, those are that fingers on the glove, making sure we give it just as much attention. We don't forget about it. And we're not immune to it like everybody else. Um, we just have a little more experience maybe with it than most people now. And we've had to, we've had to get it back on track with some of that, too, because when the pipeline is down, it's not very good, especially when we have as many opportunities coming through the door that we have. Um, and we're seeking, we're constantly seeking opportunities too. So for us not to have that pipeline up is, is detrimental to our service that we can provide. So we just prioritize it. And, um, but the fingers on the glove has been really a nice way to kind of, kind of think about that and plan for it and make sure we don't just do a squirrel recruiting when we need a body or two. Um, and that feeds into our regular job um, searches as well. When we do have open positions available, um, that's something that happens as well. But quite frankly, we try to provide an excellent place to work. We think it's one of the best places to work in the fitness industry. Um, and we can back that up. Um, and so I think people see, they want to be around great things that are happening. They want to be around that lot of positive energy. They want to be around uh, an organization that has a clear path for them to succeed. We've always haven't communicated that well. And now we've just kind of refined that. I don't want to say sales pitch, but it's a sales pitch to the people that are coming through the door. Um, and really just sharing about what their, what their life would look like, what their, what their career would look like with us. So 
paying attention to it and prioritizing it has just been astronomical for us, especially the last year or two. Awesome. Very well said. Um, I want to shift gears to your role specifically in the company. You obviously started as a meathead strength coach. When I met you, you were coaching the bench press at <laughs> the CPPS certification and you were like known as the bench press guy. And I believe it. the only reason why is because you have such freaking short arms and you have such a big chest. It's like, well, why wouldn't you be the bench press guy? I mean, of course you would. So, you know, you, you can thank God for your genetics. It's not yep. from your hard or hard work or anything <laughs> like that. Um, but but you went from that. You went from the guy that's like hanging out at the CPBS cert and coaching the bench press to like now you're like a legitimate CEO. Like you really yep. are. Like when I talk to you, we're having very strategic conversations, and you're talking about real estate and you're talking about buildings, and mm-hmm. you're not just like you're not a trainer anymore. You know, don't and, tell anybody, don't tell anybody, Vince. I try to keep this yeah. persona going, but um, and by the way, Vince can get away with that because it took me about eight or nine years to realize that he's got five pounds on his all time PR compared against me. So, Vince, you and I both know we both got, you, you gotta lift I the weight no matter what. I you gotta lift yeah, the weight the, at the end the, of the, the day. Yeah, but the fact that you're even comparing me with your <laughs> body type and that we even are within a hundred pounds of each other is pathetic on your end. So, oh, I yeah. mean, that's yeah, 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 yeah. I had to grow into this. You're, maybe you're right, maybe you're yeah. right. Uh, but no, um, no. And that's kind of the thing where it's like, I, I love that aspect of it. I, and I still do that got me into that, but it just kind of, kind of the growth mindset that I like to have and keep, um, especially through the years. It's like, all right, I, I wanted to go on on that because I knew I couldn't build a business on poor training um, and poor systems with that and poor, you know, it's all and poor results, really. Like if I have results, it was really a lazy way to make a sale. <laughs> like, Hey, the results are here. Everyone loves it here. Great experience. Like you want to sign up or not. Um, and we've, it, that was kind of at the core and I was doing that without even realizing it. So um, that's where my focus was early on. And then it came down to like, yeah, how do we expand this service? How do we tighten this up and be a first class company across the board? Um, and you start to get into like what really makes that tick. Uh, for instance, like we were, predominantly all athletes from the start and it's like and i know a lot a lot of gym owners and trainers when they get to this stage like i got this extra time i need to make more money for whatever reason for me it was like i need to find full-time schedules for my staff that i want to build careers for how could i talk about building a career if i can't provide that because the model is broken or the model needs to be enhanced i should say so where does our focus need to be and that are we on track or off track so um a big thing for now is like this past year like we've I don't think we'll ever be 50-50 athletes, adults, just because we train so many athletes on that front. Um, but we're 55-45 at the end of the year, just a revenue split of membership. Like that was been a big win for us, a big benchmark for us to kind of get there. But that's just one example of like my role as a CEO, not to strategize. And it's been a lot of years in the making for like, what do I ultimately want to accomplish? And for me, if it's build careers for people, then I got to make sure the model matches all the way down to the, like what you talk about keys to a great session or, um, and so like the quality of our service dictates really the future for our staff at every level. How can we fine tune that at every level? How do we control those critical events? Um, not just the session, but you know, the sale, the service, the, the option to provide service, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the, my, my, my role as a CEO now is obviously to do strategic vision and really lead our leaders and lead our team. Um, and I can still control some big relationships around town, but I don't do, I haven't done the sales or actually been on the training schedule for a few years now. Um, and it's just kind of shifted over time, which I never thought 
I would ever do that. And I remember doing yeah. our first, I remember our first consultation phone call, like again, eight years ago. And you're like, what's your ideal day? Like plan that out when we were doing this exercise. And I'm like, and you're like, you still want to coach a couple hours? I'm like, oh yeah, of course I would. It's just funny how that changes, you know. Now I like to go in and just, I still like to be in the gym. I miss the gym talk more than anything. And just, you know, um, but that's so funny how that changes as, as you go through these different phases. Um, so I'm just kind of trying to refine that role and give my uh, team the best chance of success. But also, especially this past year of like, how do you really let go? How do you really, you know, elevate these leaders, um, especially on our leadership team to really kind of take the reins? Because three gyms is a lot. Three, three, I would say like personal training and sports performance facilities that are, they're large. They're all about 10,000 square feet. Um, but also with hundreds, with I mean, hundreds of members. And if you want to offer that premium service, like there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot to maintain. There's a lot to continue to grow. There's a lot of staffing and personnel items we have to work through. So you need that leadership to really kind of, I don't want to say shoulder the load because that was my mindset the last couple of years, but now it's really like they got to lead. They're leading, they're leading those locations, like their gym owners themselves. And they, and they pretty much are, and they've done a, a tremendous job. So that's been my shift over the last year, year and a half. And will be my focus going forward. Uh, to really kind of develop them as leaders. Was it hard for you to go from not doing any training and not really being as involved in the training to really being a CEO that is, you know, I don't want to say doesn't do anything all day, but sits in your office in your treehouse and thinks about <laughs> ideas versus actually getting in. Um, what was that? Was that challenging for you? Is that a progression you had um, to go through? I think at the time, when I really started to pull away was when we made number one, there's a first, the first, you know, six months, sorry, when we made number two, I should say expanded from our small to big, like that was an actual business. Like that's when the stress hit. That's when like, we have a lot of moving parts. This is a big facility. I wasn't used to it. Um, thankfully I had great guys that were ready to step in. If they, if they were, um, not as great as they were, it would have been more challenging, but I knew that the train, they were in good, our members were in great hands. I could go focus on some other things. So out of necessity and not because of their skill, it wasn't as tough. Um, and then we made number two, I got thrown back into it a little bit, um, which was fun because you can control that a little bit more. The, I guess the, it's hard when I'm a more of a, I'm an inner perfectionist bastard for sure. Right. So it's hard when you, have that experience I wanted to prop you up there for that but it's it's hard when you have all the experience whether it's knowledge or you know really just the skill set to like oh I could have maximized that you know that uh situation or I could have done that and you know and they didn't do it how I would have done it I mean that's leadership and management to a T so you got to get over that and you got to get used to used to that and I would rather say like how come this wasn't clear how come um how come they didn't really know what to do in that situation? And, I, and that's all looking internally. That's an extreme ownership thing to a T where it's like, I, maybe I'm scattered. Maybe my, my message isn't clear. And I've really tried to focus on that so we can maximize those situations really. And really not only scale expertise, but now you're scaling a great service, you know, that's personable because um, again, these aren't little franchise locations. These are one, I mean, I own them and it's coming. And so my reputation around town is, 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 is on this our brand is on this like we wanted to serve our local community more than anything and so um it's been really it's just different like i'm working i'm working more than ever before the work is just way different and um and so that's exciting and fun to me but i take it i try to take a different perspective on it now um but yeah it's been a it's been a wild ride with that but that can be 
that can be challenging for a lot of people when they first get into that. But it goes back to if you have great people that you can hand stuff off to and they master their craft, then it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, no, well, well said. And just a quick caveat to the inner perfectionist bastard line. Uh, Mark is our resident inner perfectionist bastard. And, and I have a lesson that I teach at mastermind called the four voices in your head. And you have four voices that talk to you that you probably don't like what they say and they have different characters. And one of the characters is the inner perfectionist bastard that basically says, if you're not perfect, you're despicable. And, and it, it's, it's a voice that can help you, but it also can hinder you, you know, at the same time. So sometimes you need to shut up the inner perfectionist bastard. And, uh, and I think you've been able to do that too. I think what you've been able to do that because, Hey, you know, not, not, I mean, you're running three locations and 55% athletes, 45% adults, a lot of staff, 22 staff members flying around, it ain't going to be perfect. It's not. And uh, you have to be able to will be open to enduring that lack of perfection um, because hey, if you want perfect, definitely don't open multiple locations. That's a, that's, that's a good piece of advice right there. Yeah, And it's a, uh, I love it. I, I am the resident. I'm the resident uh, placeholder of that. And no one's going to take it from me for the foreseeable future. The, uh, <laughs> but it is, it's the, uh, I think going off that too, how I thought through that because I knew I recognize that about myself. And so it's like, do you want, why do I, like, I don't need to be stressed out every single day. Um, just be over these little things. So it's like, how can I look inward? And what do they need to hear from me? And for me, it was more like we need to refine the systems for certain aspects and we need to just clarify the non-negotiables. Like this is exactly what a win looks like. This is what success is. Um, and then we, then we practice, then we rehearse, then we go through the, the, you know, we role play, we do those things to make sure it's like everyone's on the same page with that. And, but it all, that all stemmed from me saying, this is what a win looks like. And I think that's a big key to, as you start to hand stuff off, like just that clear, not only just expectation, but just, this is what our standard is because it'd be different if we allowed mediocrity to seep in. Um, but that's a big thing for us. Like we know we're not going to be mediocre and when what we do, especially when it's client facing. Um, so I think just being able to clarify that is, has been really big. Um, and I, it's a, something, it's a skill I had to develop truthfully, and I'm still working on that. Not always the best with communication, but um, trying to really, when it comes to my staff, I have to clearly define that. Um, and then they need to rehearse, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it over and over again. So let's, uh, let's talk about ringing the register. Let's talk about some growth strategies, some sure. things that you uh, and your company have done over the last year or so, a couple of years. Um, you know, we had, you know, a lot of the guys in these past podcasts share some really good takeaways. I know your CEO, mastermind partner in crime, Devin Gage, shared some really big stuff. Um, what do you, our listeners are always thirsty for new ideas to help them mm -hmm. grow their companies. Um, what can you share that has been successful for you guys at, at, at PowerStrength? Yeah, and I've talked more from like the, we have the kind of the results, you know, to, to kind of get into this. And so foundationally, it's like we've been able to, again, just not only get to that split, like to talk about with the athletes and adult percentages, but like we've, I ran a number or ran some data because we track our data like religiously and I'm still the one that does it. Um, but since 2011, every two years, we've been able to grow top line revenue by 80%, right? Wow. This past quarter, we grew every quarter by 36 or 40%. 
um, top line. And we're within 1% of our expected payroll projections and 1% of our expected expense projections. So when you have that kind of handle on your numbers and your data and your um, planning and strategy, it allows you to do a lot more things to feed into it and really direct your focus. So you're not just throwing stuff against the wall. So everything we do from a tactics and or strategy perspective is very dialed in. There's a purpose behind it because our biggest potential waste is wasted time and effort um, chasing things that we may not need. So I'm very strict on the numbers and very strict on the planning. And I spend a lot of time um, planning it, rehearsing it. Now, after years of doing it, it's definitely a little bit easier. Um, but also then we go to expand. It's like we have the, we have the method to get to a $50,000 location within 15 months of opening, no matter what. We've done it multiple times. And it's like, that's the playbook that we have. So, okay, well, what stage of business do we in to, to run some of these tactics? Um, I think that's a, that's a big one. Um, and quite frankly, like, again, I go back to the team first. Like if there's team, if our, one of the biggest things we did, and I'm not sure if everyone, everyone's able to do this, we just implemented this um, the last the last year or so is if you have those leaders, like, like are they, do they know the numbers? Are they, are they incentivized to hit those numbers? So we created an incentive plan for them to really, make it their focus too. Cause that's part of the handoff as I kind of remove myself from the day-to-day -day of these things. Like if the business is healthy, then we're, we can figure everything else out, everything else out. If the business is not healthy, we have a lot more problems and it, and it detracts us from our goals. So we have to, at the end of the day, we have to perform, we have to get the results. So implementing that incentive plan, which I won't get into too much detail on that has been, has been huge, but that's only possible if, with the data that we track and the strategy that we're trying to hit to. And within that strategy is like, we had a record setting, payroll number this year which to me is is awesome and next year we're lined up to have even a better payroll number because that to me aligns with my goals of creating great careers regardless of the fitness industry but just great careers in general um we were able to have have even more benefit packages for our staff um i still want to be able to get to cover full health insurance we're not quite there yet but maybe next year um everyone gets raises all that kind of stuff all comes back from these numbers and these growth and strategic growth strategies. So, but that incentive plan, that incentive plan was kind of low hanging fruit because it aligns everyone to the same mission across multiple locations, especially. Um, and then going on that team front, like I, I'm more proud of the stuff that we actually don't do than the stuff that we do. Um, and that yeah. came down to role clarity, right? So this past year, we dove into the accountability chart to find clear roles. Um, what those, again, what, what does success look like? What's a win? put measurables on it, which we've had these in the past, but they weren't, they were too complex. Um, they weren't clear enough and we did not hold them accountable to that. So they're really just, it's just wasted. Right. So, um, but then, then also on top of that, Hey, if you do this, this is your clear path for growth. So kind of going back to that recruiting talk a little bit that we talked about earlier, but like having your current staff, like what's the next level that you can achieve. Um, and so we really defined that. And that's been a huge piece um, really to our growth because we're not wasting time and they're doing things to maximize the business. And that's what you have to do when you're not just building a gym, you're building a company. Um, you have to run a $2 million company a lot differently than you run a $1 million company. Um, and in the $3 million company and compared to a $2 million company, we'll, be, we'll look a little bit different, but these are the principles that we're putting in place with the team and the, and the strategy. So um, we talked about um, the recruiting aspect of it as yep. well. But again, the retention of staff like, again, this may not be a tactic marketing revenue generator, but I have to talk about the retention of staff. Like, just like with like the best way to grow a gym is to keep the members you already have. Um, 
that's the same thing for us. Staff turnover is very expensive. So we dove into the principles of member retention, but it's like, we already know how to do this. So when it comes to managing, leading, or like selling and retaining staff, like what's the, what's the similarities between retaining members um, or sorry, retaining members compared to retaining staff. And we found those and started to apply them. Right. Um, So I think that's my preface to kind of getting into more tactics uh, related. It's very, we're very surgical with it. We're very, uh, we don't like to waste time and energy and resources on it. Um, So that's, that's what's been really kind of great for us to get forward on this. But the low hanging fruit one really did is how do you package more value to current members? Right. So, and again, for us, we have different plans for our athletes and adults. Our athlete one is just high ticket. How do you have more of a high ticket program? Not so much where it's like a huge price point, but you get enough, enough to where it's charged a little bit more. We can give them tons of value. It's well worth it. And you just get these chunks throughout the year. And that's what we've done with our kind of our, our, our premier program with our athletes um, where they're paying a higher price point per month, but it's a, you know, more seasonal type program. And we give them the, everything where they're happy to pay it. We sold it. We sell it out. Spots are limited um, from a time standpoint, capacity standpoint. And that can be done for athletes and or current adults as well, or, or sorry, an adult program as well. Um, adults, we really focused in on, we created a couple of different things of, um, we always have internal challenges, right? You have to have something on the calendar for them to look forward to. But this year it was, how do they, and we always, the most we include those mostly for in their membership, but this year was, we created some different things seasonally, tactfully um, to pour on value around really a lot of their common goals and just upcharge them a little bit more um, to do some of those internal challenges, which was a nice chunk of change of, as a course of the year, because with us, we can maximize this across three locations, right? So um, we're very strategic on that. Then it comes down to just mastering the mundane. Um, and I like this, like I got the quote, which I like to repeat now. I think it might've been Charlie Munger, but like avoiding stupidity is easier than seeking excellence. Hmm. Like, it's like, Hey, we don't need to do all this extra stuff. Let's just not screw this up. So for me, it's like master the mundane. Like if you're, if your experience is wonderful, you know, for your members start to finish, like which audit that and then make adjustments. But your, your experience is rock solid. It's probably a little easier to ask for a referral, right? It's and, and do and run it some more internal referral campaigns. And I you know you talk a lot about that. I think Devin talked about that too, where it's just like, I'm not the guy to just like, hey, we should do this and got in the details of it. But it's like, why would I run that referral campaign if my experience is off, right? That's a kind of a wasted, low-hanging fruit. Um, for us though, even going back to last winter, like we run your holiday mailer campaign that I learned from you probably however long ago. And we just fine tune it now with like one year we sent it out. It's like, Oh, nobody returned it. And next year it's like, well, did we talk to him about it? Like, Oh, well now we'll talk to him about it. The next year is like, and it got a little better. The next year it's like, should we send a text message? Oh, we should send text messages too. Okay, great. And last year we put it all together and I don't know, we got like 50 of them. I don't exactly even remember specifically, but then it's like, all right, how do I plus? So last year, you know? so last year you did what I told you to do, and it finally worked. Well, every year, every year <laughs> when you I, when you first told me, I don't even think people were gyms weren't texting people. I don't think you know. So now Probably, we, did, yeah, we scaled it. We yeah. scaled it with our soft. You know, we scaled it with some software advances too. But we, it's all about that focus. Like, how do we plus this? Same thing, and I, that's one thing I took away from CEO group. I think back in our, I think it was our March or April meeting was like, well, make a pay with forward pass. Um, and I don't want to give credit to Hashi, but I think it might've been him. Um, and I'm like, 
done. Like that was a huge takeaway for me, which is like the simplest thing. I've been doing this for a long time. It's like, we're ready for that now because we have so many more referrals. We have so many more different internal campaigns happening where it's just like, let's keep this going. So we made up a little pass and now we give it to them. So anybody who, you know, redeems, you know, one and signs up, hey, or you want to pay this online, just same offer that you that you got. Great. And we ran that forever, you know, um, and it's just like one little thing to do. And now it's like we're, you know, we have a higher our front end offers are up, you know, our new members are up and we've been able to grow and, you know, add members, replace members and grow consistently. Like I said, 30 to five to 40 percent a quarter because of just these little tiny things. Um, but then it's like following that master of the mundane kind of concept is like, um, maybe we should call the leads that, um, that don't fill out our application because we have a very big application process off the front because it is a little more premium service. And we want to make sure like people can put a two minutes of time in rather than just filling out their name. Um, but like, sometimes they always don't get it done. So it's like, let's just follow up with them. And how do we, and then what do we say? What are we saying to get a result? Like, let's, let's audit that. Um, where it's like, I, I hit them, I hit them all. Like I follow up with them all. It's like, well, are they showing up? It's like, well, no, it's like, all right, well, it's not done yet. We got to make it better. And that's where the perfectionism yeah. comes in yeah. handy. Um, Cause we're not trying to just go on to the next thing. It's like, we're spending time and energy resources doing this. Let's make sure we're getting the result we want. Um, a lot easier to do with great offers. So this is sound, I'm sounding redundant here. I think if you're a podcast listener, yeah. you've heard this before. Right. Um, and then you, then you kind of can go, you know, next level with some salesmanship and some sales skills. Like yeah. that's something that's big for us as we have more people in the sales process. Um, that's a big focus of ours, you know, not to be, you know, make them all sleazy, slimy sales guys, but really it's just like, are we portraying and setting expectations the same way across the board? So we yeah. can uh, build that trust across the board. Cause that's important to us um, in our community. So, um, but those are just massively mundane type little things. It's just like, it. man, like, just don't get crazy with these tactics. Like it's right in front of you every time. And then same thing, tracking your attention. Like we try, again, we track every number you could possibly imagine. And cause I love it, but, um, and no, like, it's great. We have stuff on the calendar. To look forward to like you talk about all the time on internal, you know, internal challenges events. Like we overlook that so much. And it's just like, it goes in your quarter one marketing planning, which, I think Vince has one coming up this year, this webinar coming up. That's to, right. To plan your webinar. See that plug I got you. So it's like, I've, I've sat on one or two of those and yeah. it's like, Hey, we're having on the calendar. We need to do it, you know? So um, it matters. Good. And, that, and Good. So that's really great. So awesome. Good stuff. Um, all right, Mark. Awesome. Awesome stuff. I have a bunch of notes here and what are the, I love the answer that you gave, you know, a lot of people will come on, and give very, very tactical answers to the question, you know, that um, I gave and you gave a very strategic one, which is kind of what we talk about in CEO Mastermind. Really, we, it's like, and it's almost like you get yelled at in CEO, if you, you start talking too much tactics, right? Because as you get to the level that you're at, you know, a couple million dollar business, three locations, 22 staff, you can't think with a tactical mind. You have to think um, with a strategic mind. And I think that that's even you answering this question, the, the question I asked um, it was a brilliant answer. And you talked about things like employ employee incentive plans and role clarity and retention of staff. And like, it's always like, everything's all like, like, oh, how do we get the, you know, the next challenge filled, right? And, mm -hmm. and your job is to find the person 
that's going to fill the next challenge and what strategic hire. And we talk a lot about the concept of who, not how, you know, in mm-hmm. the mastermind. And it's like, you know, our, you know, it's not, how do we get this done, but who can help us do this? So I think you're very much have embraced that life as a CEO. Um, let's, let's end with this, Mark. Let's end with, um, you know, you've been in masterminds for a long time. I know, I think you have the record of most trips to New Jersey of any, uh, I think you brag about that most trips to New Jersey. Uh, well, you, well, Vince, I mean, it's something to brag about. If you guys have ever been to New Jersey, like, I mean, it's gotta be a really good event for you to keep going back 50 it, plus it, times. It, whatever it, is it is nice. It is nice <laughs> in the fall. It is it's nice great. In the fall. It's great. It's it great. Is, it's, like, yeah. it's nice in the, it's nice. It's nice. Uh, uh, no, I could love, uh, yeah, I'd love to. Like, it's like the, uh, especially the effect um, of the CEO group. I think I've, I think I joined SPF right in, it was right in January, which was a great time for me to join, you know, got re- reconnected with you. It was right after, again, COVID, right after our, our third location opened. And I was in a bad kind of spot. And I've had a couple of those over the years, just like we all have, um, especially if you tack on the, 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 the years as they add up. And, you really helped me out of that funk, um, give me some great guidance in there. But then, yeah, I rolled into CEO, and I mean, well, that, can, can yeah. you can, can you? I know you, without giving details, like can you yeah. talk? Because uh, can you talk about? Because I think this yeah. is an important share. Like, what it's you almost like, all right, the guy's got three locations, you know, making lots of money, things are going well. Yeah. All this stuff. How do what's wh- how could you get into a funk, Mark? What the so hell? So it's bad like, oh well, the time it was. Uh, I think it, you go back to it is you. You find yourself in no man's land. Like you've talked about before, of like, what do I do in this? And so that's not an easy stretch. So um, to kind of not an easy place to be in, and you have to recognize the what skills you need to do to help handle this. And what my what I was always struggled with was like. Well, just until I get to this, then I'll relax or then I'll be happy and then then we'll be good. And now it's the journey. Like I'm so focused on the journey. So with that, that timing of that was, um, again, everyone was stressed out from the pandemic stuff. For me, it was doubled because I had a one-year-old at home that was, you know, not not sleeping. You're not doing that. Um, I was doing some NFL combine training with our longtime kid as well during like when that time happened during that spring. And then, you know, you, you settle off the COVID stuff. All right, we're going to open. We're going to do that. And two weeks later, I'm at a building that we're going to renovate for this third spot. I talked my brother into quitting his job and joining our staff, which he's the provider for his family. And so it's like that was like June of 2020. And then I don't, rec- I don't recommend pouring a bunch of money into a remodel during COVID when materials and everything else are all over the place yeah. and trying to buy equipment when every manufacturer. So it was a crazy time while trying to maintain uh, grow a team and run two locations at the time, um, to be able to do all that. And so you're kind of, yeah, you're just, you cross the finish line. Like we, we moved in that third location, like over Christmas break, like you don't have breaks, like you just make, you just maximize it. And so it's like, oh man, I'm, I'm worn out with this. And so I'm not immune to that anymore. And I'm probably take pride in like, I lived, I live for the hunt, you know what I mean? And I still have to kind of, um, check some boxes on my own personal life, especially now with the, with the family, young family, now two young kids um, that don't really like to sleep too much. So um, it was one of that change that mindset shift of it's never going to be perfect. And you got to kind of just like, let's make do, let's get through um, for me, which again, with the complacency kills mindset, it's like, Oh, I, that's really, it was really hard for me, but just being able to take a different perspective on it, you know, really talk through it um, with some of your guidance. You recommended a great book for me at the time 
um, powerful engagement. I'll give that a plug. Like that was powerful. Um, yeah. and now once you've gone out of that, like, I feel so like it's in my toolbox. Like I'll never let myself get like that again. And if I was going to get like that again, it would have been the last six months of stuff I've been dealing with. And instead I'm just more energized by it. Again, it's That's not great. like saying you're not immune to fatigue. Um, but you're energized by it. you have a different perspective about around it. And now I'm teaching from my experiences, kind of the same thing you do with me to my own staff of like, this is how you handle some stress. This is how you deal with some of this stuff. This is how you empty your mind, all that stuff that I've learned through, you know, years and years of masterminds and all that. Um, and I, so I think that happened, it was perfect timing for me to kind of get involved um, with SBF that obviously with CEO. And I, that's, and that's the really biggest impact of like, it's immeasurable to, to kind of be around that. And for me, again, I'm more strategy, not so much tactics anymore. Um, so for me, just a selfish reason I love doing it is because it's on the calendar. Like I look, I can look forward to it and I, you can't, how can you measure getting away and clearing your head and doing what you need to do and strategizing for your business, um, and helping to make yourself like honing that skill of making better decisions, which is, that's been a huge thing for me this past year, especially. Um, but again, like if people are, if you're thinking about like a mastermind or that, like I can't recommend enough. I've always been involved with it and it does help, especially a mastermind like SPF. Like there's people at every stage of the process for the most part, um, which if you go in with the right mindset, like you will literally skip steps on part of the journey. Like I can go back through the years, 11, 12 years and like, like, oh my gosh, like I learned this from this stage. All right, you should just do this because this is what's going to happen next. It's like, that that could be like not only forget the financial ramifications of that, um, regardless of what any monthly fee for a mastermind is like, that's nominal travel expenses, nominal. Um, it's like I just saved you, forget the amount of dollars I saved you in upside as well, but it's like I just saved you from like sleepless nights, I saved you from unnecessarily like making emotional decisions. Um, I saved you from your back cramping up or you're crippled walking around hunched over for a week, like which has happened to me on a couple of occasions. Like, I just saved you from all that. Like that's immeasurable just because you invested in yourself and we got in a room with the right people um, and was open and hungry to learn. Like that's what a mastermind can do for you. So you literally skip levels. Um, there's someone at every level to learn from. And that's just kind of what's what I really enjoyed about it. But really even the CEO group, like I've gotten to know those guys pretty well. They're some of my closer friends, especially as years go on and um, they're in the same, same boat and it's fun to learn from them. Um, and be part of them and help them out too from time from time to time and it is kind of more that team aspect that team mindset um and so i look i, I enjoy just kind of the, the getaway now because those are my vacations um for the most part we're working on doing some more i took i actually took one this past year it was nice um four days vince not a full week like we're not there yet so but it's one of those things where it's like uh well that's just the decision. just gives you the what's that <laughs> Well, that's just a decision. It's not for know, lack of it's not, of it's not for lack of ability for you. We uh we took the kids, so it was like let's this first vacation with two young kids. So it's like let's yeah, just test this not, out. But it was not. Yeah, it was a, great. It's a trip. It's it a was trip, great. Not a and uh, and that's just kind of the I mean the power of the mastermind, whether it's SBF or CEO. I mean, it depends on the stage level you're at. It depends on your goals yeah. too, and what you want to get going through. And I think more recently for me. Um, just being in it, like our business has evolved so much. Um, cause it was our, again, it was already a really kind of strong business and it's like, all right, how can I make it this stronger now? How do I use the resources available to me? Um, so I prepare myself going into those meetings for more strategic type things that I need, whether it's a skill I need or some role clarity, whatever it is, because now it's even greater. Like 
we have an integrator slash or, or call her a COO, um, a marketing manager, you know, a director of training and now a director of programming. We actually split that role. You know, we have a sales director role we're opening up. Like this is a, again, it's, it's a lot of moving parts and it's my job to plan it and see it before it happens and then make sure it gets executed well and then stand back. And again, I've kind of observed the, observed the process. So um, that's been really powerful to be a part of it. I'm just glad it's on the calendar for me to look forward to all the time. It's awesome. Thank you. Um, question. Uh, I'm releasing these podcasts in December for a very strategic uh, reason. And the reason is every December, gym owners are sitting there and they're thinking about all oh, the end of the year's coming and they're looking at how much, how did I do this year? How much money did I make? And a couple things, you know, happen. One, it's like, oh, I want to kill it in 2023. 2023 is going to be the year. Oh, we're going to kill it. Right. Uh, or they're thinking about we sucked in 2022 and I got to get this. But and there were, there's a recession coming. So I got to have this. This has got to be my best years. I, I do believe there's a lot of people listening to this podcast going through that conversation conversation in their head. You mentioned something very important and powerful. A mastermind is not so much about the money that you're going to make, albeit most of the mastermind members that execute do end up making a lot of money. But what you said is what you get is you get speed and you accomplish what you want to accomplish a, a, a whole lot faster because what you said of the experience of the other people in the room and one little bit of insight can that took someone 10 years to get could be given to you and you get the same result in a year. Mm -hmm. Right. As I, sometimes I look at the guys I've coached and I like, I looked at how far they've come and how fast they've gotten there. And mm -hmm. it's like, man, it took me 10 years to, got, to get where this guy got into it. Like son of a bitch, I should have <laughs> kept my secrets. Um, right. But, um, but, but Mark, what, what do you have to say to that gym owner that ha is having that conversation inside their head and they're not getting help or the people that are getting help from, you know, are, are not doing their job. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you say to that person that's on the fence about, you know, maybe reaching out to us? Yeah, for to, sure. To be, I, to be again, of course, for me, it's never a straight answer. There's two, there's two aspects. There's one, there's one for the person that's paying someone right now for advice and the results aren't there. So um, have you defined success? If you pay this, if you invest, cause it's not just an expense, this is an investment. If you invest this money, have you identified what a good return looks like? And so if you're not hitting that return, then why would you keep making that investment? That's a simple one. You go find something else to invest in to make a better return. Um, that's obvious. So if you haven't defined what a win looks like, then Hey, I'm losing on this investment. I've been doing it for six months, a year, two years. Like I'm going to cut my losses. And I'm done. That's just a phone call or an email and thank you and see you later. I'm going to go find someone else um, that can help me, that can help me maximize this investment. Number two, it's for the gym owner who's never maybe had a mastermind group before, has gotten coaching before on a, on a higher level. I'm not talking about doing some forum online or Facebook and thinking I'm part of that group. Like now this is more relational. Um, it's definitely not a free, you mean not a free Facebook group, Yeah, a free Facebook group, you know, you get what you pay, you get, you, you do get, you pay for sometimes. Yeah. Um, and sometimes what you pay for, you get way more. And I think that's the, that's what a mastermind is. I don't care what the fee is. Like if you're going to get way more than so what, um, definitely make that jump. But I think it could be a little bit, um, that's, that's a confidence thing. I, I think mostly 
where I don't have the confidence to either ask for help. I don't have the confidence to um, really explain my business or I feel like I have, I have such a low confidence level where I feel like I'm going to be exposed for my lack of knowledge or for not taking action or I'm going to be compared to. Um, and that's just not true, you know, at least not with, I think, SBF and, and CEO after being there um, multiple times, right? It's more of like, build your confidence because guess what? You're never going to have a strong business and outgrow that lack of confidence. Your team, you're never going to build a team with lack of confidence either. So that's the first step to what you actually want to do. Cause every gym owner, if you ask them, I want to build a team, I want to grow a business. I want to make money. I want to do all this stuff and have more freedom and all this. You're never going to do that without that lack of confidence. So that's really, really your root problem that you have to dig out and get over because that's, that's holding you back to, you know, really skipping like we just talked about skipping years skipping heartache helping you save and make a ton of money by doing it it's just that one little hurdle to get over then get over the hurdle you know write the email and call it good and see what happens and just follow the process and uh trust yourself that you're making the right call again define success see what that win looks like um but that's what i would say to them in a long kind of a long-winded answer is like coach yourself through this like make the call like this is what you need you need help then go find it. Otherwise, you're not taking action, executing um, the same thing you're telling your members and clients and you take your own coaching and your own advice uh, to take action on some of that. So that's what I would say to them flat out. Mark, um, very, very proud of the success you've had since we started working together in 20, was it 2014? And 2014, yeah. I even have a picture of you when you were a young gym owner. You, you came and stayed at my house. Yeah, we got back it. In, yeah, back in the day, and there's a little picture of you sitting on this little stool, and I felt like so bad for that stool. It looked like that stool was about to get crushed through the floor. But uh, so I've been been working with you for a very long time. I'm so proud uh, of you, and you know, not just for the business that you're building, but the family that you're building, and how you're creating a life that you have time spend with your kids um so i've seen so much growth in you and i'm so proud um that you're a strong representative of spf and ceo mastermind and i'm very excited to see you again in san diego california at our next meeting very very excited about that absolutely one. It's gonna be a great one well thanks no thanks vince i appreciate it my flight's booked my travel plans are set so you know me i gotta get the i gotta get Atta prepared well, i do have to mention that though. you brought that up bastard does everything early you brought up that <laughs> stool me sitting in there i remember that picture that's funny because again i like again i was getting started i was a young i was i don't know mid to like late 20 mid 20s at the time and just kind of like wide eyed. no kids or nothing nothing no i was coming again i was traveling all the time like to do this stuff you know when again when i even when i couldn't really afford it like i was still doing it but vince was like hey just stay come stay with me you know don't don't buy a hotel just come stay with me which i really appreciate especially in hindsight but then also vince is like to his credit what i like about vince is like he's always gonna work he's always gonna get the job done he's always gonna go learn so he's just like, well, come sit in my office and I got some work to do. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'll try to pretend like I'm working too, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but be able to see that. And like, that's a credit to, to Vince's work ethic too. And always, and that was years ago too. And it hasn't changed. So that's what I appreciate about you. And I really appreciate you having me on today. Awesome, man. It was a great episode. A lot of good nuggets uh, to uh, take away. If you would like more info on the SPF mastermind and would like to jump on a call to chat about your uh, membership in SPF, uh, you can go to vincegabriel.com backslash SPF slash mastermind or dash mastermind. Uh, we'll put the link in the show notes. You can click that and get there. But uh, Mark, awesome job. 
Thank you so much. And I will see you in San Diego. All right. My pleasure.